You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Something really, really special for you guys today. We have a special guest in just a couple of minutes to uh, talk about the New York Giants. We'll be talking to former New York Giants star running back and current co-host of the Tiki and Tierney show on WFAN Sports Radio Tiki Barber about the Giants and, and about his uh, his new opportunity on WFAN along with Brandon Tierney. Just a couple of of notes about your your New York Giants. Couple things going on at Big Blue View. Nick Filato of Big Blue View took a long, a look at uh, the defensive scheme of new defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. That's on the Big Blue View YouTube channel and also on BigBlueView.com. We also took a look at uh, some of the salary cap uh, cuts that the Giants could make coming up here as new general manager Joe Shane has said that he wants to trim roughly $40 million or so from the Giants' payroll to get them under the cap and get them into a situation where they'll be able to operate heading into the 2022 season. Giants fans will keep you up to date on all of the news and happenings as we roll through the offseason. The NFL Combine is coming up, free agency is coming up, the draft is coming up, and we'll have coverage of all of that for you. So please join the community at BigBlueView.com if you haven't done that already. All right, uh, let's get uh, let's get right to the interview that I did with Tiki Barber. All right, Giants fans, I'm thrilled right now to be joined by former Giants star and current co-host of Tiki and Tierney on WFAN Sports Radio, Tiki Barber. Tiki, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. My pleasure, Ed. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, Jeepers? I've... I've probably been a decade since i've talked to you we probably talked once or twice doing some of those super bowl you know promotional type things but it's been a while yeah it's actually funny because i'm out here in la this weekend so are you uh i I know i know the feeling of of being caught and doing all these things for uh leading up to the super bowl so it's good to reconnect well you're 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 there and and i'm here with several inches of ice in my driveway in upstate new york so you've got the better deal yeah we escaped it (laughs) (laughs) there you go so hey let's get into this we'll talk a a little bit of giants we'll talk a little bit about uh about your your new gig at wfan and uh 
Let's kind of start there. Um, it, it's no secret that you kind of have a complicated relationship with, with fans in New York. Mm-hmm. You, you even got booed at your ring of honor ceremony, you know, with, with the giants. And, and I know heading into this, this, uh, this, this, um, gig with WFAN that you kind of expected some haters and, and things like that. And I'm curious what the reception has been for you thus far, uh, at WFAN and with the New yeah, York audience. It's been great to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm up front. I'm out in the open. I'm, I'm not, I don't run from uh, my history. And if you have a, an issue, then they, they call and we talk it out. And that's what it's always been about with me. And, and I think, you know, over the last month or so, uh, New Yorkers have gotten a chance to hear directly from me, which is in some cases change their opinion in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we've gotten mm-hmm. a lot of calls about that very, very issue, and it's all, been, it's all been good at the end of the day. I have a passion for the New York Giants. I love this organization, and I, and I always will. Uh, and they, they, they created an opportunity for me, not just on the field, but really all the things that have happened after it that have uh, you know, made, made a career. And so uh, I love Giants fans. I love passion. I was booed when I was playing for Giants fans. But mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. Uh, it's yeah. all about being positive and being productive. And, and that's how I live my life, and that's how I always go. And, and just how much are you enjoying being back in the New York market and talking uh, New York sports every day? A ton. And we did, me and BT did a national show for almost a decade, and we have a, a really good chemistry. We know each other's, you know, lives and families and, you know, what, what, what pushes buttons, et cetera. But the, the thing that you miss, we miss by being on the national stage as opposed to the local is the passion of the fan base. Right? You can get excited about the Knicks having a bad day or the Giants doing something wrong or the Jets or even the Rangers to an extent, even though they don't talk a ton of hockey. Um, but to get the reaction and have some passion around it, is, it's, it's energizing. And I keep telling people when, when they ask me about this gig, it's been, it's been just over a month. You know, how's it going? I'm like, I'm kind of waiting for the honeymoon to end for it to get hard. <laughs> but it just hasn't happened. It's, just, it's, 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 a, it's a thrill every day. We got so much engagement and you know, uh, all of the teams have given us something to talk about, both good and bad so far. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been amazing. Um, we were in New York in an, to an extent because we were simulcast on CBS Sports Network, but mm-hmm. we weren't on we weren't on a New York dial on the radio. So being on 101.9 and, and obviously 6:60 a.m. It's it's awesome. We love it. So before we get into the Giants, which is, of course, the big reason that, that, I, that I had you on here today, before we get into that, though, let's I have to check your New York sports allegiances. <laughs> and we, we, know, we know it's Giants over Jets. But, but you know, I live in Swarm, Ed, I live in Swarm Park. I mean, the Jets are literally five minutes from my house. Well, we, you know we, 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 we can't hold that against you. But, yeah, exactly. But, all right, so, so Yankees or Mets? I'm a Yankees guy. I got I got close to a bunch of the Yankees and CC and, and Amber are me and one of me and my wife really close friends. So we've been Yankees uh, peeps for the last like, really for 15 or 16 years. Uh, so definitely Yankees. Even though my father-in-law is a Mets fan, and I, I enjoy <laughs> going you know out the city because it's a different environment than going to obviously the new Yankee Stadium. But yep. uh, it's definitely Yankees. And uh, Knicks or Nets. I'm, I, I'm Knicks, even though I I love Joe Harris. He's a UVA guy. Mm-hmm. I never had the opportunity 
when I when uh, the Knicks when I was playing to, to go to a lot of the Knicks games and they weren't really good, so I never developed like a passion for them. But mm-hmm. I've, Brandon's been rubbing off on me <laughs> because he's a <laughs> diehard Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. So we tend to talk a lot of Knicks. So I'm, I'm becoming really invested in the Knicks. And and your hockey team, you've got three to choose from with the Rangers, Islanders, and and you got to toss the Devils in there too. So so where's your allegiance lying yeah, I mean, there? I don't know if I have one in hockey. So I didn't mm-hmm. grow. I never played hockey ever. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm growing up in Southwest Virginia. I never really learned how to skate, and still don't. Um, I've and so I can only base this on you know the the the, the passion of the fan base that they call us. And when we talk Rangers people interact with us. We talk Devils, maybe we get a little bit here and there. The Islanders, I've met John Ledecky a couple of times and I consider him a friend and I'll, I'll get out to some Islanders uh, games, but I think ultimately I'm gonna, it's going to default to, to Rangers, uh, especially because right now as we're getting on the ground floor uh, at WFAN, the Rangers are actually they're a really good team right now. So There you go. There you go. So let's, so let's talk a little bit about the New York Giants. Um, Joe Shane, new GM, Brian Dable, new head coach. It's been maybe three weeks now since uh, Joe Shane got hired. Yep. Uh, just what is your what is your impression so far of those two and, and what's been done, you know, to this point? Well, I think the first thing you gotta you gotta give credit for the Maras and the Tishes for getting this process right. You go back to, you know, really my time and when Ernie Corsi was the general manager and as soon as he retired, you, you turned right into Jerry Reese, who has two Super Bowls under to his credit, you know, that 07 team and, and, the, and the 11 team. And then when that kind of started to break down, they went right back to an sort of an internal candidate as well. And Dave Gettleman, he was previously CEO of the organization, and it's, you could tell it was starting to get stale. And the successes weren't happening via draft or free agency. So to, to, to look outside of the organization, really for the first time in 25 years, uh, is something that you have to commend them on. And I think they did the process right in going after a proven, uh, successful assistant general manager in Joe Shane. Uh, and then from there, the coaching hire with Brian Dable, who I had, had a conversation with because I did one of the Bills games early in the year. Uh, really was one of my was my first choice simply because of his ability to communicate how he's been able to craft an offense for Josh Allen and create you know this wide open you know very successful Bills uh, team over the last couple of years. I was excited for what that could mean for the New York Giants. So in the first three weeks, I mean I, I love the path that they're going. Um, I don't know a lot about Mike Kafka, who is the offensive coordinator. Um, uh, I know he's he's, he's Worked with obviously Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's exciting. They just hired one of my former college teammates as the wide receiver coach, Mike Rowe. Uh, so that's exciting for me. Um, but I think they're, they're they're going about the process diligently, and 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 they're and, and they're keeping an open mind on everything, and that's all you can ask for. You, uh, how familiar are you with uh, Wink Martindale? Oh, just only by reputation, but clearly it was a huge hire. Uh, his defenses in Baltimore, safe for last season, even though there were some excuses for that. They had so many injuries, and I think COVID affected them as much as any team in the NFL last year, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and including Lamar Jackson as well. But uh, Wink Martindale is a, is a master 
uh, at getting the best out of his players. So in the last year, we saw some improvement, but I think more importantly, it was it was um, some emergence of some some potential stars on the defensive side of the ball. Xavier McKinney is the one that jumped off the off the off the off the, uh, the screen most importantly, and so there's, there's a lot for him to uh, use and improve on. Uh, his reputation precedes him. I think it's a great hire for the Giants and the defense. You know, if they can you know take steps forward from you know the good product they put out last year, uh, it's going to be an exciting time. And again, I'm not down on their offense. I think they had so many injuries, especially on the offensive line. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones was banged up. Saquon was banged up. I mean, every receiver took a, a turn on the short-term IR or on the injury list. But they can stay healthy. Uh, who knows how quickly this Giants team can become not maybe playoff viable, but certainly uh, a thorn in the division. Where are you on, on Daniel Jones as far as his future yeah. and what you think he can be? Well, I know it doesn't work, Ed, and that is constant change for the voice in a quarterback's ear. And this will be Daniel Jones's fourth, actually fifth, if you think about it, fifth offensive coordinator uh, in four years. And that's, that's really hard uh, for continuity's sake. We know he's got the talent because we've seen him throw for 350-yard games and multiple touchdowns. Uh, he started to, at uh, the middle of this past season before his neck injury, we started to see him get smart with protecting the football, with the interceptions and fumbles and things of that nature. Uh, but we also um, know that he has been in. And, you know, that's something that, that, that worries you a little bit, especially the nature of this current injury, which we don't know the extent of. But I think I like him as an athlete. I like him because uh, he's a smart kid. I like him because he's a competitor. When you talk to his teammates, you talk to his coaches, the, uh, the executives around the Giants, he's one of the hardest working guys on the, on the team, whether it's you know film study or, or working out. Uh, and I think every leader and quarterbacks are naturally that, has to do that. Um, so I like Daniel Jones. I just want, I want some continuity. The challenge, though, Ed, is that he's really only going to have a year to do it, maybe two because uh, of this being his last year, they, they're not, I doubt they'll pick up his fifth-year option. They'll make him earn it. And if they don't, it doesn't matter because they still have the franchise tag. It's, it's, it's really two years he's going to have to show what he's all about. Um, and, I mean, that's pressure, but I think you kind of want to find that out, right? Can your quarterback handle the pressure of having to perform? Uh, that's really what every franchise quarterback should be able to do. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Hey, so I want to get into this topic a little bit. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but uh, the, the lawsuit against the Giants. Maybe your finest moment so far on WFAN was, to my, to me, your defense of the Mara family and your your thoughts on on the Flores lawsuit. Yeah, I I don't want to rehash that, but yeah. what I want to ask you is, what are your what are your thoughts on, on, on how this gets fixed? Yeah. I am, well, I'm I mean, not, I'm just not sure there's a way to legislate a fix for this. No, there really isn't uh, because you can't, and BT had this stance. The first time we talked about this after post this lawsuit from Brian Flores is that at the end of the day, owners are going to hire who owners want to hire. Even if they follow the Rooney rule, the letter of the law uh, or the rule, I guess it's not really a law they could still hire whoever they want to. That's at its core. The reason they're going to hire individual coaches is because they have a familiarity with them. They have a trust in them. They see them as strong leaders. I think most importantly, strong communicators. That's regardless of, of, of race. So the Rooney rule, it's broken. It doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work yet is because it injects candidates too far along in the process, a week or two weeks maybe, before a head coaching hire is going to is going to happen, you're you're having a speed dating session with a coach. This is white coaches and black coaches, but the, a lot of a lot of these black coaches don't have familiarity or don't have the, the, the reputations that precede them with the general managers and the and the owners that are going to hire them. And so, if if you want to really in, in strengthen the Rooney Rule, you have to push it further uh, into the off seasons ahead of coaches getting fired, so that there's more of an understanding of who these candidates are, uh, these, these black candidates are. My biggest challenge, and you brought this up for you know, our show last week, was you know, when, you, when you blanket accuse a, a specific body, and in this case, the NFL owners is being racist, it's, it's ultimately going to be wrong because you don't know every body in, in that body. You don't know who's within that organization that's taking offense. Uh, and being labeled something simply because of the ineffectiveness of these diversity initiatives is wrong. And uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a little emotional about it. I lost my composure because of a caller who was imploring me to use my seat now at WFAN to scream racism by the, by the league. And I, I honestly just don't believe that. Uh, I think the program is ineffective. It's inefficient. Uh, but there has been progress with the Rooney's rule. Three or four years ago, there was one minority general manager in the NFL. Now there are seven. And so it's worked to an extent. Uh, I think the opportunities for black offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches, including Pep Hamilton and Marcus Brady, these guys are are starting to climb these ranks. Uh, It's just taken a lot longer than people have expected. And a lot of that is because of what we talked about earlier with the Rooney rule. It's just it's too late to be injected. It's too late to figure out how to get that hot candidate especially on the offensive side of the ball. There's a lot of black defensive coordinators. I think there was 12 last season. Uh, there's a lot of up-and-coming great black uh, deep position coaches, but the offense is where the team is starting to hire, and we haven't had enough of them uh, to date. And again, that's I think that's a thing that you can't legislate that either. It probably just takes right. time to, to get that pipeline. And it's not happening fast enough, but I think a lot of it is because, I mean, up until – what, seven, eight, maybe 10 years ago, the black quarterback wasn't a thing, right? It was, there were some, but there weren't a ton. It was, 
you know, Randall Cunningham and, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper. Uh, but now we look at the last three, three of the last or two of the last uh, three MVPs have been black mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And so the narrative is changing. Mm-hmm. Right? You see these kids coming out of college, whether it's Kyler Murray, who won the rookie of the year or Malik Willis, who's at Liberty. And uh, let's be honest, most people haven't seen him play. He's being touted as one of the top quarterbacks coming into this draft. And so the narrative around the black quarterback has changed, which means in time, the narrative around the black play caller will change. Uh, and these, these you know, black quarterbacks that didn't necessarily make it into the NFL, they become offensive coordinators in college, or they become you know, quarterback coaches in the NFL. And eventually they become that hot candidate mm-hmm. that gets the head coaching job. It's a process. It sucks and it's slow. And, and the ruling rule is, is ineffective. Um, but I think in time, it, it does work itself out. All right. Hey, let's uh, let me ask you about another quarterback and it kind of get into this because Ben Roethlisberger just retired, which means that Roethlisberger, yeah. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers have all retired from that historic 2004 class. I know that you've been pretty forceful about saying that Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. I'm just curious if if you looked at all three of those guys, I'm just curious if yeah. you could rank them and tell me if you think all three of them are Hall of Famers. It depends, it depends on if you're talking postseason or regular season, because that's part of the narrative with Eli, isn't it? Right. Um, and BJ and I talked about this on our show this week, uh, this, yeah, yes, actually today. Um, you know, when you look at Eli, if he had just had that one championship in 2007, you'd have said, you know, what, he just got hot. He had a great run. He played his best football in the postseason. They beat the New England Patriots. They had some familiarity with them because they played him at the end of the regular season in that 2007 year. Uh, and, you know, tip, tip of the cap to him. But he's not really a Hall of Famer. Look, his career record is 500. It is what it is. The statistics will lie to you in some regards because all of these current quarterbacks are going to be top 10 statistically simply because of the proliferation of the pass offense in the NFL. But the fact that it happened again, 2011 comes around, Eli Manning plays some of his best football in the postseason. It, it no longer was an accident, right? You, you could tell where he, you know, what he does when the, when the chips are down or when the pressure's on. And he, he won a Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger also had two Super Bowls, but we all know that first one he didn't do anything. But the second one, he made some great throws in, you know, the Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl. I think that was – it was in Tampa. Uh, the throw to Santonio Holmes in the back of the end zone was as good of a throw as you'll ever see in any game, uh, much less the Super Bowl. Um, and so I, I would – in my mind, I would rank Ben one because of the – how successful he was throughout his career. He had a great – you know, obviously um, – two coaches to play under, Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin, and they had such great talent around them for most of his career, and, and, he, and he succeeded in the postseason. I would put Ben one, i put Eli two, and Philip Rivers uh, would, be, would be three for me. Philip was amazing. We all know that. And he really didn't have many opportunities uh, in the postseason. And whether that's on him or whether it's on the scheme or whether that's on his defense, it is what it is. You have to you have to reward successes, especially for quarterbacks. Right? It's different for wide receivers and running backs, or say left tackles. But the the postseason successes for quarterbacks are not by accident. Right. So, hey, I have I have one more question for you, and and it's a lighthearted question, but I have to ask: The Real Housewives of New Jersey, really? 
<laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> so my wife, uh, Tracy, and I have been friends with Joe and Melissa uh, Gorga for, for a while now. And uh, we actually made a little small appearance years ago with them uh, at an event that we went to. And it just came back around. And we said, you know what? Let's give this a shot. So Tracy's not a housewife right now. She's a friend of the housewives. And so we're on the show and, and, and enjoying it. You know, it's, there's a lot of drama. Uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting interactions with the the housewives and and the house husbands who I've gotten you know really close to. So it's New Jersey. I live in Forum Park. You know, it's, 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 it's it feels like we're part of the fabric of of of, uh, of New Jersey. And this housewives uh, show has allowed us to show a little bit more of that. All right, folks. Hey, Tiki, I really appreciate the time. Why don't you? Uh... You know, go ahead and, and, and give the WFAN plug before I let you go. Yeah, absolutely. 10 to 2 uh, every weekday of WFAM radio. Listen to me and DT talking local sports and having a lot of fun. That's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what we, we want to do. We want to have fun interaction and talk sports. You know, we're not trying to be comedians. I mean, every now and then we'll, we'll crack some jokes, but we just want to talk sports and we enjoy it. But does anybody ever call the show and actually want to talk to BT? Yeah, all the time, all the time, because BT's an, you know this, Ed, he's an enormous Yankees fan and Knicks fan, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain, mo- I, I can tell, like, there's certain moments I come in, and I know I can just, like, twist it and, like, rile it up a little bit, <laughs> just turn him up and get him, get him upset or get him, uh, get him fired up, and that's when he's at his best, like, when he's being that passionate fan that he's always been, it makes for, it makes for great radio for us, and, uh, I think we're unique and dynamic together. That's fun. All right. Hey, best of luck with the show. Thank you very, very much for the time. And hopefully we'll do this again. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Be well, man. You too. Take care. All right, Giants fans. That's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Tiki Barber. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.